This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardoj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, we're delighted to once again welcome to this program a very special guest, Ambassador Ken Blackwell. Ambassador Ken Blackwell is the former mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio. He served as Secretary of State and State Treasurer for the great state of Ohio and as former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Commission. Ambassador Ken Blackwell, we are truly honored to have you rejoin us on America's Roundtable Radio. Welcome, Ambassador Blackwell. Welcome, Ambassador Blackwell. It is so good to be with you both. Ambassador Blackwell, as we discussed earlier, an equally important right is the guarantee of elections that are free and fair and free and fair of fraud. Today in America, there are a growing number of states, including Michigan and Pennsylvania, that cannot guarantee the integrity of their results. And that is leading to an increasing cynicism and disenchantment with the democratic process in America. Ambassador Blackwell, as we look at the key battleground states, specifically the concerns about the electoral process in Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. What can be said of the state of security and election integrity in America today? Well, what we first have to say is that we actually have uh, a lot of runway in front of us. Uh, this rush to uh, concessions that's being pushed uh, by the, the left uh, and Democrat operatives has us uh, chasing a false narrative down the rabbit hole if we would buy into it. Uh, there isn't one state that has certified uh, uh, the elections in their respective states uh, to date. Uh, probably within the next f 48 hours we'll have one or, or, or two. But there are a lot of outstanding issues uh, that are uh, being uh, vetted at, the, at this time. Irregularities, procedures that violated the uh, constitutional rights of Americans, uh, both in, in, in terms of the notion of equal protection uh, and uh, the authority of uh, state legislatures to set the schedule uh, and the rules for a given election, not the governor, not the state Supreme Court, and not the Secretary of State, particularly in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania. I've been doing this for, for 50 years now, uh, and this is what I tell folks. Take your time, kick the tires, make sure that uh, there, uh, there were no disruptions in the chain of custody that could result in a, a distorted uh, vote count. Make sure that the verification uh, processes and policies and procedures were followed. And these are basically uh, procedures and policies that guarantee uh, all of us that 
illegal vote legal votes will be counted and we will not allow illegal votes to negate the voice of those citizens who have cast their vote legally uh and so that's what the election officials around the country are doing and there are enough anomalies enough irregularities and in, and in Pennsylvania there's a clear cut case uh that the constitutional rights of citizens uh, and the state legislature in Pennsylvania have been violated. And I know I, I'll, I'll catch a breath, but I want to just make this point, uh, because this is one of the things that I find just to be so strange. With President Trump at the top of the ticket, Republicans have kept the Senate when two-thirds of the seats uh, up for re-election were Republican seats. Uh, Republicans gained a dozen or more uh, House seats, and flipped three state legislature chambers. It is a massive victory that flies in the face of what ex- uh, all experts were predicting or alleging. For President Trump not to have won the swing state in question in, in, that I'm working in, Pennsylvania, nor with all of the other down-ticket victories uh, in, in Georgia, for him not to have won those two states, would, would mean that these same experts uh, that were telling us that he 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 didn't have coattails uh, were in fact uh, were just flat out wrong. Now they want to tell us that yeah, there's evidence that he had coattails, but don't believe he had a coat on. And as as Alice said in Alice in Wonderland, things are getting curiouser and curiouser. You are so right, Ambassador Blackwell. One of the evidences of an obvious voter fraud vulnerability lies with voter counting machines that were provided by Dominion voting systems in 30 states and all battleground states. According to various reports, software glitches were caught in Michigan and Georgia. In Michigan, at least 6,000 votes were switched from President Trump to presidential candidate Biden. In our own research, we found out that Canada-based Dominion Voting Systems was acquired by a U.S.-based company in July 2018, whose executive board member served as President Obama's ambassador to the EU and before that as Clinton's Federal Communications Commissioner, FCC Commissioner. This would present an outright conflict of interest. Ambassador Blackwell, was this fact presented to the governments and electorate of those states which opted to use Dominion voting systems? I, I don't think so. Sidney Powell, a real top-flight lawyer, is representing uh, the, the the president on this on the matter of the voting the voting machines and the technology and software associated with them. Uh, what I can tell you from my uh, arm's length analysis is that uh, there was not due diligence done by many of the election officials across the country to, to see what the vulnerabilities were in the system, understanding the conflicts of, of interest that, that are associated uh, with the, the owners and the uh, proprietors of, of this equipment and the software. And so I think in combination with the time-tested election administration procedures and policies that I'm most familiar with, there is a mountain of evidence that suggests that in some very key states, Georgia uh, and as well as Pennsylvania, 
we need to be looking at this on on, on a two-track basis. Uh, you, we can solve a lot of this uh, in the courts, but because there is a very tight time schedule, uh, we should also be prosecuting this case uh, in the public square uh, and and understand that the Constitution of the United States invests the authority to seat electors to the elect. Uh, to the Electoral College uh, in state legislatures. Uh, And therefore, as we compile the evidence, as we open the door to serious questions of of machine software integrity, uh, the Republicans that control the state legislatures uh, in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, to name three, uh, they sh- they have the power to say here is the evidence uh, that there was enough shenanigans, enough uh, irregularities, enough of transgressions uh, against the Constitution that we're going to seat President Trump's uh, electors to the Electoral College. Uh, that is what is within their power, uh, and I've I've zeroed in on making sure that voters understand uh, that this is not something that can be swept under the rug. The president got 72-plus million votes, not padded votes, not artificial votes. Uh, This was in the face of an all-out assault on his policies, his integrity, uh, and the direction uh, that he was taking the country in terms of re-establishing us as the most viable economy on the face of the earth and the most stable constitutional republic in the last 244 years. Ambassador Blackwell, indeed it takes courage and a commitment to our timeless principles to stand firm and to be strong in the face of opposition. And your principal leadership over the years in the face of adversity is a testament of your dedication to the U.S. Constitution and our sacred liberties. Ambassador Blackwell, what is your message to legislators and conservative leaders in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and other battlegrounds states who are showing somewhat reluctance and weakness in standing up for the rule of law, the sanctity of the ballot, and election integrity in the face of opposition. As Abraham Lincoln said, we are not a perfect union, but we are a perfectible union. And for 244 years, uh, America has been the beacon uh, on, on the hill. We've been a light of integrity and courage, uh, and it's because individual Americans uh, have understood that a great nation is not the product of a great government. It is the product of good men and good women doing great things together. And there are times within our history, whether it was the Civil War, whether it was the World Wars, there are times when good men and good women must take a take a stand. You know, we are told in, in the Bible, uh, Psalms 11, verse, verse 3, if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? The answer to that question is that you take a stand. You don't fear away. You take a risk for freedom. You take a risk to do the right thing. Americans that have gone before us have had that courage and have done the right thing, 
Uh, they've made us a better country. They've ironed out and worked through our imperfections. They have fought wars for freedom. They've recognized the human dignity of the of the individual. Uh, and now is our time to do it. That's what hangs in the balance. This is actually larger than President Trump. What this comes down to is what kind of country are we? And and we must, in fact, have the courage to 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 stare these irregularities, these transgressions, these constitutional violations. We must stare them down and do the right thing. Ambassador Blackwell, uh, social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter interfered in the U.S. 2020 election by shadow banning and censoring the positive news of President Trump's accomplishments while blocking the negative news of Biden's family reported corruption connected to China, Ukraine, and Moscow's mayor. Post-election, these platforms are shadow banning and labeling as false any information, any mention of voter irregularities, voter fraud, and the fact that the results of the presidential election are still pending. Senator Graham announced the hearing before the election to focus on the platform's censorship and suppression, as he said. And this week, Senator Graham said that the company should prepare for modifications to federal legal protections, which are shielding them from liability and policing content. Now, these platforms are influencing the United States and the entire world. This kind of censorship by the mainstream media and social media platforms telling us only what they think that we should know, although it is not always true, is reminiscent of the communist Eastern Europe. Ambassador Blackwell, what are your thoughts of how do we deal with the censorship by the mainstream media and social media platforms going forward? Our First Amendment rights, uh, the right to, to, to worship and to worship in the public square, uh, our freedom of speech guaranteed by that same First Amendment uh, is under direct threat from big government and big tech. Uh, it is it is time again that uh, our elected representatives, the, the the folks who represent us in the halls of Congress and state legislatures, it is time that we take a stand against big tech. That we in fact say that as representatives and as of of the people and as the people themselves, we will not tolerate. They must have their protections against litigation and, 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 and lawsuits uh, stripped from them. They, they are not just platforms. They're now acting as publishers, uh, and they must fall under a different set of rules, a different set of oversight, uh, or what we will do is surrender our freedom uh, to these folks, no matter what nonsense or what agenda they are advancing. Uh, and so we, we must speak up. These things are tied together. You know, and so I, when, when I speak of some of the transgressions, irregularities, and I do it on Twitter, uh, I, I just yesterday I had a video, two minutes and 18-second video. It took off uh, in the first half an hour. It had close to 9,000 views. Uh, and then 
it, it got it built up to about thirty thousand views, and then miraculously nobody else saw it. <laughs> it, it it was labeled. Uh, I don't know what algorithm they uh, assigned to it or or used, but with the labeling, with the suppression of a point of view, I really do go to scripture. In John, John 3, we're told that those who would do evil love the darkness. And we have an obligation. We all have been invested with a, a light. And we're told not to put our light under a bushel, but to put it on a candlestick and lift it high. We, we need to punch holes in darkness. We need to make sure that things are more transparent. Uh, and when you have big tech working against that sort of transparency, working against that sort of freedom of speech, uh, suppressing and denying and erasing your individual human integrity and existence, that is something that can we cannot let we cannot let stand. And so I, I couple that with you know, uh, in addition to the the things that I told you bef- about before uh, in Pennsylvania or, or Georgia, just think, you know, uh, of the individual stories, you know, we've we've heard about Trump observers being kept at a distance during voting and canvassing in violation of the law. Statisticians and mathematicians have identified clear vote patterns that are almost mathematically impossible in in the swing state uh, that 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 took place on election night in the wee hours of the morning uh, when bipartisan sets of eyes were not viewing the, the process. We have submitted that data uh, to the federal courts uh, of, of this week, and we're we're going to keep pressing. Uh, and we're not going to we're not going to pay any attention to folks who are who are trying to shame us for making sure that there is due process uh, and that the integrity of our elections are, are beyond uh, reproach. Look, Ronald Reagan was fond of saying, "Trust but verify." I don't live in a time when we must verify, verify, and then we trust. Thank you so much for your principal leadership, Ambassador Blackwell. We truly appreciate your efforts and this whole process to ensure that election integrity is upheld. There is greater transparency into the process. And those that are involved in these nefarious efforts are being held to account. And so we thank you for your uh, important leadership during this very crucial period in our nation's history. Thank you for your efforts, Ambassador Blackwell. We commend you for them. Thank you so much. Thank you both, and God bless. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.